Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Brocast. I'm your host, Brian Johnson, founder and CEO of ProGrow Vacation Rental Management. We are Vacation Rental Management Redefined. This is the first episode of the Brocast series, a weekly podcast for professional vacation rental owners and managers where we discuss the ever-evolving world of modern vacation rental ownership and management. In this first episode, I'll be introducing myself and explaining how I came to be involved in the vacation rental management industry and a series of events that led to the creation of my management company, Provro. I hope you enjoy it. And with that being said, let's get started. My origin story begins in a small lower middle class suburb outside of Tampa, Florida. Growing up, I knew from a young age that I was destined to be in business for myself and make a big impact during my lifetime. My upbringing was for the most part average and nothing very exciting or out of the ordinary. I had to work hard from a young age in order to afford anything other than the basics and had to make it on my own if I wanted it with little to no help from anyone else. Ever since I was young, the idea of entrepreneurship was exciting to me and I knew being a business owner is what I wanted to do. I had a few independent ventures of my own over the years that usually failed before they even started. Some made a little bit of money and some cost me money. It wasn't until I got involved with the short-term rental industry that one of my business ideas finally took off and, in the end, led to an exciting, successful, and profitable business venture. My introduction into the short-term rental industry began back in the summer of 2018 while I was working in Puerto Rico assisting with the recovery efforts from Hurricane Maria. Upon arrival to the island, I was met with complete devastation. There was no running water, no electricity, and barely anywhere to find food on the island. The hurricane really took a toll. I was tasked with finding housing for myself and the crew that we were bringing down to assist with the recovery. Since the majority of the hotels and resorts on the island were closed due to damage from the hurricanes, there were very few places left to stay on the island and that had already been not taken up by the first responders. After searching far and wide with no luck, a local recommended me to check on Airbnb. I'd only used Airbnb once or twice previously and didn't really understand the concept or how it worked out, but with no other options, I figured I'd give it a try. I reached out to a dozen hosts on the platform, inquiring about their homes and if they were available. At this point, it didn't matter if they had running water or electricity, we just need a place to shelter us from the elements. One of the hosts replied and said that he had a one-bedroom condo available in a high-rise building overlooking the Caribbean Ocean, located in the surfside town of Luquillo. And the good news was that the building had intermittent electricity and running water, so that was cool. It was good enough for me, and so I made the reservation and packed up my Jeep and headed east out of San Juan towards the Sandy Hills condominium. Upon arrival and after lugging all my gear and belongings up 14 flights of stairs, I dropped my bags and went out onto the balcony to enjoy the fresh breeze and beautiful view. At this particular time, we did not have electricity and the sun was going down and it was getting dark. I had noticed down the road there were some lights on and I could hear music playing. This piqued my interest, so I decided to venture out and explore the little surfside town. I followed the lights and music and found myself at a surf bar and grill called Board Riders that was uh, running off generators. They didn't have food, but they had cold drinks, ice, and music playing. This would become one of my local hangout spots that I would frequently visit, especially on Saturday nights when they had karaoke. During karaoke one night, I met a young Ukrainian man and Russian woman who were friends visiting on vacation 
that lived in New Jersey. We had a very interesting karaoke duet, and after that, went outside to talk and got to know one another. I came to find out the woman owns a house in town and was actually one of the Airbnb hosts that I had previously reached out to, but was unable to host me at her home due to the damage from the hurricane, which is why her and her friend were there making repairs so they could start taking reservations again. After talking for a while, I came to find out how much she paid for her house, what her mortgage was, and how much money she was generating by renting it out on Airbnb. I found it amazing considering the fact that she lived in New Jersey and was making passive income from a house she owned in Puerto Rico, which also doubled as her vacation home when she wanted to get away. It seemed so easy and too good to be true, but it wasn't. I started thinking about what I could do to get involved in this business. It sounded like something interesting and exciting that had a lot of potential for growth. At this point in my life, I didn't have much savings and had various forms of debt that I was working on paying off. So the prospect of buying my own house to rent on Airbnb was out of sight. After brainstorming some more, I realized if I can't own my own property, I might as well try to manage others. I realized that since she lived in New Jersey, she relied heavily on someone local to do the cleaning and guest management. I thought there must be other people like her from the States that needed the same services, so I took it upon myself to create my first management company. Mind you, I had no experience, had no idea what I was doing, and on top of that, was starting a business in what might as well be another country, where I didn't know anyone and couldn't even speak the native language. Add to that, the whole island was recently devastated by a Category 5 hurricane, and the overall outlook for success looked bleak, but nevertheless, I followed through with my idea. I created a brand, a website, and started putting out Google and Facebook ads offering my services in English, hoping to attract people who lived in the States but had property in Puerto Rico and needed a local management company to oversee their operations. As soon as I put out the ads in within a week, I'd gotten a few phone calls from various people who were inquiring about my management services. One phone call in particular sparked my interest, and to be honest, I thought it was a prank at first. An old man had called me and said that he had a piece of land on top of a mountain in front of a lake with three little cabins that he wanted to rent out. I asked him where he was located and he told me in the barrio named Carite, which is a small neighborhood in the municipality of Guayama. When I asked him for directions, he told me to grab a piece of paper and start writing down. He started telling me the directions, giving me the street names and numbers of the highways. He gave me visual descriptions of where to turn left and right and used colors of houses and plantain trees as a point of reference. I was used to GPS, which we no longer had available at the time, but his directions ended up working out just fine, believe it or not. I asked some locals if they knew of the place, and they said it was in the middle of nowhere, and to me, what he told me didn't make sense. A lake on top of a mountain in the Caribbean? No way this could be real. It didn't make sense to me, but nevertheless, I went out on the journey to find a location and meet with him in person. I headed out of the city towards the South Central Mountain region. Through the valleys and up the winding mountain roads, I went and searched for this lakeside cabin complex. After about an hour and a half of traveling and a few wrong turns, I found the spot I was looking for. Upon arrival, a pack of brown, black, and golden labs greeted me, and I saw the old man come down out of his house at the top of the hill. I met with the owner and toured the place, and while it was very rustic setup, far from luxury, I knew that it had potential. Speaking with the owner, he told me his goal was to retire from the city and make enough money off the cabins to be able to retire to the mountains and enjoy his beautiful property. 
I told him without any guarantee that I could make it happen, and he believed me. We struck a deal that I would manage the property in exchange for 20% of the total revenue generated each month, and with that, we shook hands. The next thing I did was call a local girl I'd met and her friend who lived about 30 minutes away from the cabins. I brought them out, showed them around, and asked them if they would be interested in doing the cleaning, and luckily they were because I had no other option beside myself. Since the cabins had not been used for some time, we started with a deep clean and then staged each cabin for professional photos. When I say professional photos, I mean me with an iPhone. I created the listings on Airbnb, uploaded the photos, and wrote out descriptions, and the next thing I knew I was hosting on Airbnb. It did not take long before I got my first reservation, and after that, they just kept rolling in. I then created an Instagram and Facebook page for the cabins, starting putting ads out to generate interest and send people over to our Airbnb profile to make reservations. Our social media following quickly became popular and gained over 18,000 followers across all platforms. I started generating content such as photos, videos, and even had influencers, music artists, and advertising agencies come and record content at the property to boost visibility. I went on to manage the property while living in Puerto Rico for the next two years during which time we added four more cabins, renovated the main house, and generated over $400,000 in rental revenue. Starting in 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic hit the U.S. and shuttered the tourism industry in Puerto Rico, which led me to search for work back on the mainland. In March of 2020, I landed a contracting job in the Florida Keys and decided to make the move back to my home state before the pandemic got into full swing. I left Puerto Rico the day before all international flights were canceled. The airport was a ghost town when I was departing. I continued managing the rentals in Carite remotely from the Florida Keys for about another year, which I thought would be our worst years due to the pandemic, but it turned out to be some of our best years. Uh, upon arriving in the Florida Keys, I realized that this was a very sought-after vacation rental destination, and there were plenty of opportunities to take advantage of. As the pandemic restrictions loosened up and tourism made its return, I made my first attempt at creating a management company here in the Florida Keys. And the whole operation was a total flop that never got off the ground. I made up a generic name, which was way too long, had no branding, vision, or history behind it, and wasn't really motivated to make anything of it. I attempted the same procedure as before and yielded no results, no phone calls, no emails, no website clicks. I did, however, get a few nasty comments on my Facebook page. Apparently, locals here don't really care for the amount of vacation rentals around town and their tendency to limit available housing and drive prices up. I can't say I blame them. The whole operation was over before it even started. I was just another management company doing things exactly the same as everyone else. I realized that I needed to realign myself and my vision, clear my head, and really do something that was different from everyone else in order to stand out and make an impression in the market. I found that the vacation rental management business in the Keys is an old school generational monopoly of real estate agents and brokerage firms who control the vast majority of the business. The people that are here have been doing it since the beginning and doing it the same as they always have. They were all doing it for a premium price and providing lackluster service for their owners and guests. With the market as underserved as it was and the popularity boom of rentals, it was no surprise that the management company's old school management style cannot keep up with the changing market and explosion in new growth. I remember using a methodology called a SWOT analysis, which is an acronym for strength, weakness, opportunities, and threats, 
when outlining my business plan. Put simply, it's an exercise to test your business idea against its competitors in the market and formulate a business strategy for future growth. I identified my competitors' weaknesses and structured my new company around all my competitors' weak points, then devised a completely new business model from the ground up, combining my years of experiences and failures in multiple areas of business into what I have dubbed the Checkmate Business Model. This refers to a new concept business model that is superior in its variety, quality, and price of the services provided, which cannot be undercut or beat by competitors or refused by logical business owners in the market seeking our services. When building this business model, I built it out with our target audience in mind, the modern professional vacation rental owner who owns and operates one or more vacation rentals and does so as a business for profit. I'd gotten everything together and mapped out my launch plan for success, and what was different this time around was I was excited. Excited to put this new business model out there and see what it could do. Nobody believed me and thought it wouldn't work, but they were wrong. The only thing I was missing now was the company branding. I remember one day while swimming in the pool, I was thinking about branding and what my company's mission statement and objective would be. I knew I wanted to be a modern, technologically based and professional management company. I then thought about our target market and who our services are directed towards, professional vacation rental owners. I kept seeing repeating themes. The universe was telling me something about professional vacation rental owners. I understood that they were our target audience, but I didn't understand how I could incorporate it into the brand. As I mentioned previously, my old company's name was so long, I abbreviated it to MVRM Co., which stood for Marathon Vacation Rental Management Company. See, I told you it was a mouthful. But not as bad as the slogan, which was, Vacation Rental Management isn't a sprint, it's a marathon. Let our management company run the race for you. Yikes. That was hard to say publicly. <laughs> Thought about other companies in the industry and what their names were. Airbnb, Vacasa, and then VRBO, which stands for Vacation Rental by Owner. I needed something similar that was scalable in name. I couldn't let it be tied to a specific area. I thought about it some more and it just clicked. The business model I had built was to empower professional vacation rental owners to operate their business like a pro. And then the acronym jumped right out at me. Provro. Professional Vacation Rental by Owner. Provro. Simple, short, modern, meaningful. And I'll admit, it's kind of fun to say. I finally landed on a name and I figured I would need another slogan that wasn't as corny but remained relevant to our brand name and business model. I brainstormed a bit and thought about what sounds catchy, bold, and competitive. Thought about how our business model was different from everyone else. How I built a completely new business model from the ground up. Thought about the future and how my business as it grew would impact not only the local industry, but my target market nationwide. I realized I was literally redefining the vacation rental management business model and unleashing something bold and new. With that, I came up with Provro, vacation rental management redefined. Again, short, simple, to the point, and meaningful. Combine the brand name and the slogan to find who we are, what we do, and who we do it for. It's a powerful and bold statement created and spoken with intent. As of today, the business is less than half a year old and is already off to a great start with exponential growth and profit forecasted for the foreseeable future. 
I'd say I was surprised at how well it's done so far, but to be honest, I knew from the moment the name popped into my head that it was the right time and place for exactly what I had to offer. I hope that you continue to join me on this journey as we continue to grow and expand our business so you can see firsthand the process and methodology behind building and scaling your own business, whatever industry it may be in. Now, if you've listened this far into the podcast, please know that I greatly appreciate you listening, and I'm grateful to have the opportunity to share my story with you. I look forward to sharing more stories about my journey from the beginning up until now and into the future on all the forthcoming podcasts. I'm genuinely excited to share my own failures and wins along the way and the knowledge I've gained from the unique experiences I've encountered and overcome. I plan to host guests on this show, ranging from industry experts to rental managers and professional vacation rental owners, so that you, the listeners, may benefit from their experiences as well. Each individual in our space has a unique story to tell and can provide priceless advice and insight into the ever-evolving world of vacation rental ownership and management. It is my intention to provide the space for those voices and experiences to be heard on this platform and provide our listeners with valuable information to empower them to run their vacation rental business like a pro. If you enjoyed listening to my introductory podcast, you'll enjoy the upcoming shows even more as we dive deeper into the inner workings of the modern vacation rental industry. If you found any value in the content you heard, made you think differently or laugh out loud, please like, subscribe, and share the show with others who may benefit from the information and enjoy it as much as you have. Thanks again for listening to my introduction, and we'll see you on next week's Rowcast. Until then, take care and stay professional.